You are listening to Legacy Talks. I am your host, Sasha Lund. Following in someone else's footsteps is never easy, especially if these footsteps belong to a family business. I have set out on a quest to help family members and businesses navigate the complexities of their intergenerational wealth. In Legacy Talks, each week I have intimate conversations with leading members from multi-generational family businesses. I want to know what sets successful family businesses apart from the failing ones. Together with my guests, we explore the successes and pitfalls that make or break a legacy. In today's Legacy Talks episode, we examine the concept of conscious culture. Is conscious culture the secret to long-lasting family business success? Today I am joined by Carlos Agustin Moreno. Carlos and I know each other from an organization we both helped co-found called Family Hippocampus. Family Hippocampus is a think-and-do tank focusing on helping business families thrive. For over 15 years, Carlos was the CEO and the second gen of his family-owned business and their family office. During the last seven years, he has been working at a company called Axialent, helping both public and private organizations achieve sustainable results by making culture the most valuable asset of the organization. Stay tuned for this episode, where Carlos willingly shares with us his personal experience and story around his family business. And who knows, maybe he will even provide an answer to what can help business families achieve long-lasting success. Well, welcome to Legacy Talks. And today I am very excited to be here with Carlos Agustin Moreno. Carlos, um, you were the CEO of your own family business for over 15 years, a family business that was built in Spain by your father and your uncle. So I will I will basically jump right in and ask you, in your opinion, what makes a family business last? And what is the role of culture in all this? Okay. Thank you, Shasha. Uh, really glad to, to be here, uh, having this time to talk about something uh, I am really passionate about. Well, both of us, of us are really passionate about family business. And this is a, a great question for, for starting. So from, from my point of view, uh, what I, in my, in my opinion, according to my experience, most of the family business don't die because there is an issue on the business. More or less of that, of the family business die because, especially when the, the family become, becomes more complex and new family members join to the, to the business, they don't share the same values, they don't share the same long-term visions, and it causes some kind of misalignment. And family members start to, to, to argue among them more than focusing on the business. And obviously, after several years, uh, it causes a huge impact uh, on the business and the, the company lost the, the capacity to, to develop new products or develop new services. And this is the, the final reason most of family, from my point of view, most of family business die. So the, the, the key uh, causal factor uh, for, for this uh, kind of uh, failure in the family business is in what I call the, the bottom of the, uh, of the iceberg, the B-level, in which we talk about the shared values, the culture, the, 
the, the mindset and beliefs that uh, at the end of uh, when family members get relationship among uh, each other, they started to, to argue more than to focusing on the on the business. For for that reason, the, the role of culture, uh, from my point of view, is, is critical in order to get uh, lasting success. This is something that I went through when I was leading the, the family-owned business. At that time, I didn't realize how could be the impact on the uh, culture on the business. And really, I didn't pay attention. The thing is that when I went through these uh, tough moments, managing the business and managing the family dynamics, uh, I missed something in, in the way I, 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 I was addressing this the challenge. The rest of the family members were addressing this, this challenge. But uh, when I left my, my role in the family business uh, and I joined actually in the, the company in which I am working right, right now, uh, uh, in, in which uh, we are specialized in cultural transformation and leadership development, I really understand what is the impact on culture, the impact of culture in, in the bottom line, especially in the family, in the family owned business space. From, from my experiences, something that is critical in order to get lasting success. I, I do believe that if uh, family members don't share the same values and the same culture, their capacity to get lasting success decreased dramatically, especially in the long term when new family members join to the to the business and to the to the family so this is my point more than happy to, to share with you more more details or whatever you think will be good for the conversation fantastic thank you well you and i we have had so many different um, interactions with regards to culture and i have personally found that when i have spoken with other family members and business families throughout the globe not everyone understands what I mean by culture, because I think the way culture is perceived is very much a country-specific mindset, let's say. And not everyone understands what and how I define culture. So I'm very curious to hear when you say, when you talk about the business culture, what is it? what does that term encompass for you? Is it the values? Is it the vision? Is it aligning each members' personal wants and needs with a combined vision. How is that definition for you? Okay, uh, you are right because this is something that uh, happens uh, when I talk with uh, leaders in several companies. I always, we always talk about culture and at some moment during the conversation, I ask, what does it mean for you, culture? And Every, obviously, everyone knows the, the term culture, what does it mean, but they, a few ones are able to really define properly what is culture. From my point of view, culture is something uh, very complex, but I try to define in a very simple way. It's the way we do things around here, the way uh, with the family or with the business, the, the way we have relationship uh, among uh, ourselves, uh, the way we communicate, the way we, the way we address conflict, the, we, the, the way we, we manage uh, difference between our point of view. So the, this is a set of behaviors, uh, a set of values that define the way we address the most critical challenge. So this is the key starting point because if a set of people uh, or in an organization, uh, if people don't share the same values, to have a conversation 
it's going to be a little bit complicated. Let me share with you a, an example. For example, mm -hmm. if in the, especially for example in the family-owned business space, if uh, some family members, the, the main value for some family members is a meritocracy um, for other family members the main value is paternalism to have a conversation about the vision of the company the long-term success for the company is going to be almost impossible to have uh, to get an agreement on that because for if your value your main value is meritocracy uh, probably you are imagining a kind of company in which family comes first and family comes uh, second. Uh, the other way around, if your main value is paternalism, paternalism maybe uh, the, the, the kind of company that you are thinking about is uh, such a company in which uh, family comes first. So imagine that you have a conversation about the compensation scheme or the way new family members join to the company. The, the conversation is going to be very complicated because you don't share the same values, you don't share the same long-term vision for, for the company. For this reason, before, uh, and this is something that I try to, to explain a lot when I am uh, working with uh, family-owned business, instead to address the challenge uh, from the, the, do, the do level, the technical level, is better to focus or to, to go in deeper and starting the conversation around values and culture, because if you are able to set up this kind of platform of shared values and the shared and, and culture, all the things that you have to address uh, afterwards is going to be more, much more easier. Mm. I I tend to agree. I would like to go a bit deeper and find out if 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 there is in a way a secret sauce to this or and how you did it in your business. But I want to take a step back and go back to the iceberg model that you were talking about before and you talked about the the b level mm -hmm. why is is the b level so important and how does does that influence the decision within the family business the b level for, for level for for me that the platform i think is 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 the key starting point to, to address the family business challenge why because, and, and this is something that I found, I, I am finding in my work uh, with family businesses, most of family members try to address the challenge focusing on change and kind of behaviors. If they don't have right conversation, they need to, uh, to embody new skills and new capabilities in order to have better conversation among uh, family members. But the thing is, as a human beings that we all are, uh, the chances to, to change in a sustainable way is very difficult if you only focus on the do level, on the in the way you behave, trying to get new capabilities or trying to embody new behaviors. Why? Because uh, we have some kind of lens, we have some kind of mental models and mindset that are below these uh, behaviors. And these mindset are the ones that shape the way you behave. So if you don't pay attention what are your mindset, uh, the chances for you to change and kind of behaviors is, is going to be very limited. So the, the best way to, to really embody in a sustainable way new behaviors, more effective in order to have different results, in order to have better family dynamics, in order to preserve their, your wealth or the family wealth, is to focus on the on the B level and think about what are those uh, the mindset that are more effective for you in order to develop 
the right behaviors. For example, uh, let me share with you a, an example about this relationship between the B and the and the do level. Uh, one of the the key capability in I would say in the family-owned business, but in all over the world, in the in the corporate world, is also very relevant. Is the the communication, our ability to have real conversation with other peers, with your other family members. So our point of view, my point of view, working uh, around that is that you really have to, um, you really want to have this uh, real conversation, this authentic communication, you have to address, there is a dramatic difference between address the conversation from a mindset of nowhere instead of a mindset of learner. Because, uh, and this mindset changed dramatically the way you address the conversation, because if you address the conversation from, from a mindset of nowhere, you really don't care about what are the opinions of other family members, of other people because you think that you're, you are uh, the only one that is right in the conversation. Your point of view is the, the good point of view and others, they don't have a clear idea about what is going on. So instead of this mindset of nowhere, if you address the conversation from a mindset of curiosity, to really you really care about other opinions. And when you really care about all other opinions, you are open to listen to others, what, they have to, to say and this creates a complete different dynamic in a in a conversation and especially uh, in the family-owned business you know conversation becomes so emotional so it's not the same to have a conversation with in the corporate world with a peer that is uh, something that you are working with than in the family-owned business that apart uh, that this this person could be something you are working with is your your uncle, your cousin, or your brother. So the, the capacity or your ability to manage properly these emotions when you are having this conversation is something that you only uh, can do uh, properly if you address with the right mindset. For this reason, to work on the B level around this mindset uh, beliefs are essential in order to, to have different results embody uh, the right or more effective behaviors. Well, Carlos, all this is very insightful, what you're saying, but I'm trying to get more into the interpersonal level, let's say. So why do you think it's so difficult for family members to actually managing these dynamics? I'll give you an example of what I mean. I obviously, working with business families, I've noticed I can have a G2 and G3, for example, G2 being the CEO and running the business, having conversations and then going to the next gen and having very good open-minded conversations. By the moment I put the two generations into a room, the entire dynamic changes and usually the next gen is silenced or suddenly doesn't have the ability to speak up. So there is this stonewalling in a way that there is, that there is very difficult to, to progress. So how do you get to that point, how do you get the families to have a certain mindset? Because it's all nice to say, okay, mm -hmm. this is the, an ideal scenario, the mindset has to change, but we all know in the end of the day, we all have egos. So it takes a certain amount of willingness from each and every individual to actually present themselves and open themselves up and to become vulnerable in a way, to allow yeah. for that change to happen. Yeah. Uh... 
I, I think I, I don't have a, a magic one in order to, to, to say this is, this happened because blah, blah, blah. But I have a, a point of view that I would love to, to share with you is uh, when you look at the, at the people in the family business space, especially uh, right now more than, than ever, most of the family members, they have an amazing technical knowledge. They, uh, they went through university, they run some kind of MBA. So they, from the technical standpoint, they are very well equipped in order to do the, the business stuff, I, I, I would say. However, uh, all the things around family dynamics is something that you uh, don't learn in the university. You don't, don't learn in an MBA. So people really don't learn how to manage the, the human side of the of the business, the human side of, of side of the, the relationship. For, for this reason, when they have to, to address this difficult conversation, they don't have tools. They don't they don't know uh, the best way to do that. So this is part of the equation, the, the lack of human capabilities in order to address the human side of, of the business. The the second part of the other on the other hand, uh, most of the things I think that are connected with a cultural issues, because you say, for example, that when you talk with the second generation alone, they, they feel proud to be part of the company. They would love to spread their ideas. They have a clear idea about that uh, they would love to, to do. And when you talk with the patriarch or matriarch, it's more or less the, the same. But when you put all together around the table, the conversation changes. For me, this is a clear uh, symptom uh, about the impact of the culture, uh, because uh, what happens uh, sometimes uh, happens is that when when family members try to to address this this conversation, what happens in the organization is that people don't pay attention what you say. People pay attention what you do. And this is the and this shows clear message about the culture, about the way we do things around here. Um, th this is a clear misalignment between between what you say and what you do. And people immediately get this message uh, and uh, and embody and develop the, the behaviors in order to fit within the culture that all these mes message are creating. So this is the the, the thing is that. There is a lack, uh, a kind of uh, of uh, missing alignment around the work, the talk. People don't 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 do what they are saying, and this this cause the, uh, the consequence of that is that when all together are around the table, people really uh, understand what is the culture of this family, and they don't speak up or they don't share the same values because something is in the culture that is avoiding to to do that. Thank you. Well, it, it becomes very clear how passionate you are about um, the culture and, and the challenges that come with it, but also the opportunities. And this obviously stems from, from your own experience with your family and family business and how you were the CEO. Did you want to take it over or not? I would love to hear more about that. You said your, your father and your uncle started the business. And I remember you telling me, which I found very fascinating, that since it was a furniture business, you were actually very hands-on involved as a child already, which I have noticed helps create that culture. Because if you bring the children in early, even if it's obviously not 
doing spreadsheet work, you Ooh. still have them involved hands-on. It becomes part of your DNA, so to speak. Then Ooh. again, in your case, in the end of the day, unfortunately, things went south. So I'd really like to hear your story and, and how your family culture and maybe not being the ideal example led you to be so passionate about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is uh, something that I discovered uh, afterwards when I left my role in the in the family-owned business. At that time, uh, I I didn't know uh, what exactly I I was missing, but something in something was <clears throat> out of my my control. But at that time, I really was focused on on the business and what I call the. Uh, eat the dimension in order to generate economic value to uh, all this stuff around around the business. The thing is that the, the family uh, become becomes more complex and new family members join to the to the business. But I didn't pay attention and invest time in order to create this culture among the new family members in order to to share what is our, what are our values. Uh, how these values can help us to to execute the strategy that we have in mind. How the culture can help us to to execute the the strategy. And the thing is that uh, the the experience or the the relationship among the family members started to deteriorate because we don't share the same the same values. We don't share the same vision for for the long term company. This is something con related to the example I shared with you at the very beginning. From my point of view, meritocracy uh, should be one of our main values. Uh, regardless if you are a family member or not, you have to be compensated according to the value you bring to the to the business. So this, this was my main value when I was leading the, the family business. But other, other family members uh, had a completely different point of view around that. They do believe that if you are Family member, you earn the right to work in the leadership in a leadership position in the company. No matter you are a technical, you have the technical skills or, or not. So for me, it was very 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 tough to manage this different point of view. But you know, when when the business is going well, it's like a, it's something that you you know that is happening, but the business is, is going well. So you don't pay attention or you don't want it. You don't want to pay attention to do that. You know that this could be a, a huge issue in the middle and in the long term. But what is the reason I am going to work on that is consume a lot of energy and all this stuff. So but when when business became more more complex because the, the situation is more complex or more difficult. Uh, the, the consequence of this lack of uh, alignment uh, impact the, the business and the family relationship in, in a very strong strong way. So this this will be in my, my experience, but I didn't know I didn't have the tools and the capabilities to manage it properly. When I left the, the company, because I really was exhausted about that, I discovered Axelen and I started to, to read uh, and to, to learn about all this stuff, the mindset, uh, the, the way mindset shape your behaviors and all this stuff around culture. And I immediately I realized that <clears throat> if at that time, not only, yeah, 
speaking by myself, but speaking by, by others, all of us uh, will have this, this knowledge or will have this expertise around culture, the kind of dynamics and the decision that we made at that time will change dramatically because the kind of conversation will have been completely different. And obviously, from my point of view, much more effective in, in terms of the business, in terms of the we dimension, the, the family dynamics, the family, family relationships. And obviously, at the, at the eye level, the, the individual level, your capacity to really to create an environment in which you feel you feel proud of the things you are doing, your personal well-being or your self-esteem. So this this was something. It was an amazing discover for me. Um, it becomes my purpose. So my purpose right now is to to help other leaders that at some time they are going to to face the challenge around culture and how this culture can help them to to get lasting lasting success. Fantastic. Thank you. I'd like to um, take a step back, go back a few years, and you are about to accept the CEO role. Or maybe that is wrong. Maybe you weren't about to accept. Maybe you were pushed into it. I would like to learn more. Were you always involved in the family business? How did that decision come about to say, you know what, we want Carlos to be the CEO of the business? Yeah, it, it, it was. When I look back and think about uh, the, the, that moment, is something uh, something sometimes uh, something happened and is something that is out of your control and this is out of the, your plans of the of the future in my case uh, when i was uh, 27 i i have i, I had uh, other plans in my in my mind i i, I didn't think about to to join the uh, I hadn't think about uh, to join to the, the family business, but uh, circumstances changed uh, uh, dramatically because at that time my my my, part, my my father got sick, started to got sick with Alzheimer's, so the, he 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 realized that he didn't manage the, the business. Um, the the board of directors uh, starting the conversation uh, around. Uh, a new CEO have to be appointed, so they started to think it could be good for someone out of the of the family, some some someone external. But they decide that this it it could be the, the best option. At that time, I I, I have a, a brother, older brother than, than me, five years older. Uh, he was already working in the in the family-owned business, but he refused to take the responsibility. The other my partners of my dad in the company, they also refused to take the responsibility. So at the end, they invite me to, hey, Carlos, you know, this is the family business. Uh, for me, the family business is like uh, it was at that time as a brother, because in all our meetings, family meetings, we talk about, my parents talk about the, the issues in the, in the business for good and for bad, good issues and bad issues. But when uh, the, the board of directorship uh, told me that uh, someone have to, to take the responsibility, I don't know why, but I say, oh, this is not in my plans, but I, I have to take it because uh, it's, it's, it was part of our blood, it's part of our life. So I decided to, to take the responsibility with I, when I was only 27. 
and I have to say that it was a, an amazing, amazing time for for me to to I did the, the best I I, I I could in order to make it grow. And I have to say that it was great because uh, the company grows uh, grows uh, a lot during a lot of years. Um, it was an amazing experience, but. Uh, as I shared uh, with you in the very beginning, with the situation change, the I discovered the the the, the, the bad things of the family-owned business in the in terms of how challenge, challenging uh, have, uh, could be to, to to work on the business and the family when you are going through a, 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 a some kind of a storm, I would say. So and uh, I, I discovered that I didn't have the right skills and all the things that I share with you that I discovered later working at uh, outside of the, the business, of the family business. And in the end, you decided to leave. How yeah. was that decision? Now, let me rephrase. It must have been very difficult for you to come to that decision because it is already for people who work a normal employee they already have difficulty just to overcome that saying, okay, I'm gonna submit my re resignation. In this case, as you said yourself, this was like your brother, the family business was your brother and potentially also became like your son because <laughs> you were running it for so long. So how was that thought process in your head and why was that decision taken by you saying, you know, I cannot yeah. anymore, even if the business is successful? I left the company at the end of 2013 after five, six years, very, very tough working because at that time it was a huge financial and economic crisis from 2009 to 2013. So the environment at that time changed dramatically and it, it was a, a huge impact in, in the business. So it, this five, six years was very, very tough. And um, when I decided to, to, to leave the, the company, uh, it really was exhausted. So my, it's, uh, the, the health, my health was almost on, on the line because it, uh, to, uh, because I, I feel very, very tired to, to manage the, the business working, uh, for, uh, all days, practically a lot of times with managing things that was very, very tough. So when you are on the line to, to make this kind of decision is easier because it's something that hey, if I, I don't, uh, if I not able to, to stop is something wrong is, is going to happen because the, the situation was very, very tough. So in that sense was a little bit easier to, to make the decision. And the other thing that helped me a lot to, to make that decision is that in spite of the, the family owned business is, as I say, uh, say before, like a brother, like a child, uh, I always have had the idea to try something different because at the beginning of when I joined the, the family owned business, it was, it wasn't in, on my, my head, in my mind. To, to take the role, I, I, at that time I, I, I studied as a software developer, so I have a completely different ideas in my, in my mind. But and during my career within the family-owned business, sometimes I also think hey, I would like to try different things. I, I have a, some kind of entrepreneurial mindset and I like the adventures. So uh, I think that will be the, the right moment to, to do 
uh, that uh, to do that because if i didn't do it uh, at that moment maybe will be uh, late to make this kind of, of decision i think that several factors joined at this join at the same time and all these factors helped me to 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 make to make that decision it was a decision i, I remember the, the the day because there is one day in which you left the office and you uh, uh, you, you left the, the office and it was very 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 tough from the emotional standpoint but uh, uh, right now i am very happy to, to with the, the with that decision because it helped me to to discover a lot of things to learn a lot of things and uh, i i took all the learnings while i was uh, leading the, the family business that is part of the, the things that i try to apply when i work with family-owned business in order to help them to thrive. Beautiful, thank you. What I hear here um, about your entrepreneurial mindset is also something that I have come across several times and sort of starts making me wonder where you see families where, let's say, G1 almost forces at least one child to enter the business whether that decision really is sustainable or whether that might be detrimental to the business itself. Mm. And since you have that entrepreneurial mindset, I would be very curious to hear, you have two sons, were they ever involved? Did you push them? Did they express interest? How was that dynamic at home where you were running as a CEO and had two, two kids at home? Yeah, well, uh... This is a, a good point. Uh, the succession planning, you know, is one of the the most difficult times in a family-owned business. And I have a, a point of view, a little bit. I, I don't know if it's different from from other from other people that is working in this space. But in my mind, or my point of view is that family uh, the succession planning. Most of the time, when we talk about that we are focusing on the next generation. And um, from my point of view, the succession planning is, on the one hand, is something that start, should start with the patriarch or matriarch, because it's, it's more in something that is at the service of the, the way we can help them to think, uh, to invite them to think about the, the new place in which they can play a critical role for the family and for the business, but in a different place, because the, the thing is that they are not going to be able to, to stay as the CEO for a long time in, in, in the company. So the critical challenge is to, to invite them to think what is the place in which they can uh, bring value for the family and for, for the business. But usually we talk about succession planning, talking about the, the next generation. And the other issue around succession planning, I connect it with culture because succession planning is not uh, the transfer of the business for one generation to another. It's the uh, transition from one culture and another culture. And this causes the, the, the class, the cultural class. So this is a, a, a succession planning, from my point of view, is a clear example of, of, uh, of how culture can cause a huge impact in, in a family and on the business. But the thing is that when people uh, try to avoid uh, that or try to avoid managed culture because they don't have 
they don't know how to manage culture. So when you go to the university, there is not a, a degree in which you uh, learn how to manage culture. When you run an MBA, maybe you talk about something about culture, but to manage culture is something very complex and very difficult. So when uh, the things that you don't know how to manage, you try to, to avoid. Um, uh, the cultural stuff is something that is missing in most of the succession planning uh, process. So is there a secret sauce? I would love to hear your advice aimed at family businesses. Is there a secret sauce to help them last? Well, for, for me, the secret sauce uh, obviously is connected with, with culture. Um, uh, I will have to, to give a, an advice. It's something that you can read in a lot of uh, books or publication articles in the, in the family owned business, but uh, Starting for asking the question, the, the why question, I think is, is, is so relevant, especially with the, the family becomes more, more complex. Why, why is the reason for family to hold together and stay in the, in the business other than to make money? Okay, we are talking about business, so we, have the, we, we, we need to make money in order to continue all the stuff around the business. But if you only have this purpose, your chances to get lasting success will decrease dramatically. So to find this kind of purpose, what is the impact that, that you would love to, to get in all the stakeholders is something that especially in the youngest generation is, is very valuable uh, because when they understand what is their purpose, all the conversation around the future of the company and the play that the, the, the role that they can play in the family and in the business, uh, becomes more easier, became, becomes easier. Fantastic. Well, I have a final one for you. Okay. It has become very clear throughout the last 40 minutes that you are very passionate about culture. And it, I, I almost feel that it's your purpose to having, having lived your story um, w with your family business and learned from it eventually that maybe it didn't work out because of the cultural challenges. How can our listeners get engaged with you? Is there a program? Is there something that you provide to help family <laughs> businesses and business families to get stronger? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I thank you for, for the question because uh, you know, uh, uh, working on culture, helping family business is something that really drives me. Um, right now, I am really excited because with an amazing group of people, we are launching a, something that uh, for me is uh, one of the, the, the projects that really loves to, to, to do. And I am really excited is we are designing and we are launching, launching right now a program in collaboration with Harvard University fully focus on what we call the culture manifesto. The culture manifesto is, a, I would say, a, a document is more than a document, but it's the way you define your purpose, your culture, your values, your vision and your mission. So this is a, an amazing opportunity for those uh, business families that really would like to, to learn how to to get these secret shows uh, in order to, to get lasting success and to really understand how working on culture, on purpose, on values can definitely change the dynamics of the, the family and uh, position themselves in a better, in a better 
place in order not only to preserve the world, to, to make the, the world grow, and what is even more important than to preserve the world, to, to keep the, the family bond, because uh, there are these different dimension, dimensions. Um, uh, my, my point of view is that if business families are able to really address the cultural stuff in a proactive way, 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 instead a reactive way, the chances, their chances for lasting success uh, will increase dramatically. So I am really excited with this program. Will be hopefully if the situation uh, around COVID-19 uh, allow us uh, at the beginning of the next year in uh, Harvard campus, we will be delivering this amazing program. Um, I am really, really excited about that. Um, let's see if we are able to do our best and to have this opportunity to help business family will be something that really drives me. That sounds amazing. Congratulations on that. So if someone would want to sign up, where could they sign up? I will obviously put a link in here for all the listeners. But if someone wants to sign up, where can one sign up? And who is the ideal attendee? Well, the, the ideal attendee are... Uh, because the, the topics that we are going through during the program is uh, related with uh, what I call the, the culture manifesto, uh, will be an amazing opportunity for, for the whole family to attend together because the main outcome of the program is not only to really understand what is uh, your culture or how you can manage culture in order to, to preserve your wealth and to get lasting success, the one of the main uh, outcomes or the, the, the most valuable things that a fam business family or the attendees can get from the program is the, the conversation around that uh, with other family members and with your own family family members around this stuff so this is uh, an amazing opportunity to really discuss about the things that usually the day-to-day -day freedom of the business don't allow to talk uh, about this kind of thing. So the ideal attendees will be the principals and with other uh, family members go going together in order to have these three days uh, with us in, in Harvard campus talking about these soft things that at the end they have a, a huge impact in the in the bottom line. The way they, if someone is uh, has uh, curiosity and would like would love to to get more details details about that, uh, in the familyhippocampus.com web page, in the family hippocampus web page, uh, they will have uh, a link to the to the brochure and the content of the program. They can reach out to me directly by LinkedIn, uh, my, uh, LinkedIn profile. And also uh, in the Accelling webpage, they, they will find uh, information about that. But see, more than happy to, to, to connect directly and share with uh, anyone uh, the information and to have a one-to-one -one conversation about the, the the program, the outcomes, the dynamics of during the three days and all this, this, this stuff. Excellent. Thank you so much, Carlos, for joining Legacy Talks. It has been such a pleasure having you and I very much look forward to learning more about the Harvard program and getting deep and getting real with family culture. Yeah. 
Thank you. Thank you, Shasha, so much for having me here. And it was a real, real pleasure. Thank you so much. <laughs>